Hello, welcome back, and what's up to everyone listening to the best podcast in the cosmic universe and supporting the healthiest black cat in the universe by sending him pure love and kindness through your heart. It is I, the father of Osiris, the host of said podcast, Nicholas Posadas, Chancho, the man of many names. Today, I am joined with another marvelous guest for my um, never-ending bag of friends I've met along the way of this journey of life. I bring to you my friend, Kanchi. He's a great guy. I met him through work, which doesn't have anything to do with our relationship at all because automatically we... um, transcended work talk and uh, went into deep deeper conversations and had some great ones that I'd um, thought would be interesting to share with some of you guys so um, this his first time on the podcast came on unafraid um, and we did a great hour and change Um, so I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast and are excited for what guests I have next or what's next to come in the podcast. Thank you all for listening and sharing all the tweets and likes and Osiris followers. He loves you more than he can express because he's only a cat, but your love keeps me going, which keeps him going in relationship to the amount of food I can put in his bowl. So enjoy the podcast. It's a long one. Everyone loves you and we love everyone. Have a great day. Let's start the Walking Home podcast with Sylvan. Say your name properly so that I don't oh, butcher it. Oh, you want it. me to pronounce it properly? Yes, please. Okay, it's Sylvan. Um, so uh, to break it down grammatically, um, if you take the word put and uh, change it to soot, so S-O-O-T, you want that U sound, and then take away the T and add vin, so Sylvan. And your last name? Kanchi. Nice. That's like almost as rare as my last name. Posadas. Yeah. Is it for yeah. real? Is that rare? I feel I don't I haven't met like anyone that's I would not agree. my family member. That's true. I, 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 I couldn't say like, oh, I know another Posadas. Like yeah, I could say like and grandma heard his name for the first time. Both separate times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's Yo, harsh, what bro. is that? They did they couldn't yeah. even form the question properly. They just said what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's rough, bro. I know, right? Jones oh, Yeah, and then Mason is Morrison, so yeah. okay. Well, I mean, that's you know a little bit interesting because yeah. of like the Scandinavian thing. Yeah. So yeah. you kinda only hear Morris. 
Like, you don't see a whole lot of Morsons, I yeah. guess. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a shot of 16-year scotch that's been sitting for a while. Thank you, thank you. To start off the podcast. Call it a 17-year now. <laughs> Not how it works, but... I was shooting this. Clink. Okay, fine. You don't have to shoot it. Uh, no, I'm, yeah, no. I mean, we're could, just trying I just, it. I just I'm, want to try it. Yeah. They're just in shot glasses. <laughs> Ooh, I can say, even better than the first time I tried it. That is very good. Yeah, really nice. I very much enjoy that. Would recommend. It's one of the only whiskeys that's <laughs> not too harsh. I could say on not on ice. I feel like. Do yeah. y'all remember how much it was? Um, seventy bucks. Okay, not bad. No, no, no. Yeah, it was a little bit of a splurge item for me, but um, not. You mm. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not obviously not the most expensive whiskey in the world. All right, Suvin. Mm-hmm. So my fans don't know who you are. Okay. Where'd you grow up? <laughs> um. So I would say at this point in my life, I am a majority Texan, but I was born uh, for like the most and until like 16 in Oklahoma City. How yeah. many places have you lived? Just the two. Oh, okay. Oklahoma City and then here in Texas. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the first place I moved to was Midlothian. Mm-hmm. And Midlothian was so bumfuck at that time. They had just built a McDonald's. <laughs> and like that was like the new hot spot. Yeah. And the local hangout was a Whataburger, which was right next to the McDonald's. Right, yeah. This sounds like Red Oak. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty much how we grew up, except um I'm sure we were around a lot more rednecks than um Midlothian. I don't know, like we had the dudes with their fucking raised up trucks to go mudding and all that shit and I never saw the appeal, but you know, you do you as long as right. it's not bothering me, so... Right. But then those fucks wanted to try and fuck with me, but I was like, whatever. And then I didn't let it bother them, me, so, like, because it never did bother me. Yeah. And so they're like, ah, doesn't work with this guy, so we just leave him alone. Yeah. So I uh, wanted to ask you, what was the thing you dreamed of doing whenever you grew up, or, like, whenever you were growing up? Um, I... I would say the stereotypical things, but not with any real conviction. Uh-uh. Um, the uh, the first thing that I had any real conviction for was going to a uh, culinary school. So I oh like, really yeah. So like ever since like I was basically uh, like five years old or something. I don't know whatever prompted me to do it, but like I would always be watching my parents cooking. Mm-hmm. So like just like being that young and watching things and how they like um do their process and everything and then on top of that watching tv and see how they do their process Mm. you can say okay these things fit together this way and then like then you get a general idea of like once you know how like things in their base form taste how they would taste if you combine them Mm -hmm. and then like add other things like say salt or sweet or uh, some type of fat or whatever it may be. Right. Um, so now it just like comes really easy to me. And like a thing like I really enjoy doing is like, um, like I'll get high sometimes, especially this was like when I was um, doing my MBA, like I had my own place. Um, so 
I'd get high as fuck and then I'd just like raid my fridge and then I would see and then I would just make things off the top yeah. of my head. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I got this, 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 and this. Yeah. And just put it together and those were my munchie food. Right. So. <laughs> but did you ever work in a restaurant or anything? Mm, I worked at Little Caesars. Okay, that counts. <laughs> that definitely counts. <laughs> no, um, but maybe if you would have worked in a restaurant, you wouldn't have been turned off. But there, it was like weird seeing the type of pride you get in like a food that you make because me and Mason worked in in a burger joint. It was like mom and pop little startup thing, and we would make burgers and the managers would like flip out about them like go you know do backflips because they were so good and we were like oh man we don't we don't know if we were actually like gordon ramsay's of the burger joint or like just the the only people they've ever had like these burgers from Mm. or but it also came with like the whole bullshit of like working a restaurant job like that and Mm. so we we had to like deal with drunk people and um do all of that so we were like man cooking's not the coolest like it feels good to do but it's not good to like serve to people like this there is some bullshit per customer service jobs so yeah but um me and emily were talking about this the other day because we were watching on youtube some like uh youtube chefs and we were saying that these people have never worked on a line before or mm. never, like, actually really cooked for people. Yeah, there is a like, difference. Yeah, because, like, we were watching the video, and I said, if you told that chef right there to cook for 50 people instantly, or, like, within 30 minutes you're cooking for 50 people, they would crumble. Yep. They wouldn't be able to do it. Because scaling is different. Yeah. I mean, I understand that their food's at a different level than normal food like that, but also they're not equipped to like handle that type of pressure i think a kitchen environment is one of the most toxic work environments i would definitely say it, it can be like but per usual it's like male dominant and so yeah. you have yeah that, so As my first two jobs ever i started in the kitchen at 16 it was my first job yeah and went to my second job in the kitchen it was a family place kitchen my first mm. job so it wasn't that bad but it was still like you know yeah toxic and now that i'm in service the service industry way better than being in the kitchen although i don't like it it's way less toxic than being in the kitchen yeah so uh me and mason 16 17 uh working in the kitchen we work with one dude who's had one other job since he's got out of prison which is taco bell and then gets hired on <laughs> he's still addicted to meth oh shit. and um and then we work with another guy that uh has a sexual assault charge with the minor so he's a registered sex offender um uh no you remember that tall orange head dude orange head dude that was uh like his name was like fred or something i don't know he was like i know who you're talking about like tori and michaela figured out that he was like on the registered sex offender website you know and yeah so then um our manager did cocaine like a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but we were just like in the face of all of that at 16. So it was like really Whoa. bad influences. What an induction into, I guess, adulthood, I guess. Yeah, right. And we were still going to high school and like, 
we knew these guys and talking about them would be like, what the fuck? Because all our other friends just like went home and did homework or whatever. That was me. I was that kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then oh, I also had soccer, but besides, yeah. Yeah. Soccer, home, that's it. Uh, And then, yeah. Wait, what did you say? Soccer, home? Uh, yeah, those are my activities. Soccer, oh. school. Oh, home. you you played soccer in high school? Yeah. Did y'all go like do anything? Uh, yeah, we always like made the playoffs and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. That must be nice. Did I yeah. ever tell you about our football? No. But I, I, uh, so I was of the time uh, that Red Oak won the state in soccer. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, we did that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't I didn't know know that. That. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. They yeah. did that. That was um, a thing. So our football team, my, like, our years of high school went 0-10. Two years in a row. I, I got I got oh, you beat yeah. on that. Um, when I my freshman year, they went zero and thirteen. Oh my god! <laughs> lost, lost the scrimmages and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a bad time, and that was like all the people we knew too. So yeah. it was like. Um, but how many did we win our senior year? Uh, three. Yeah, a total of three. So it was pretty, like, stupid. The practicing was just, like, bullshitting, doing nothing, like, fucking around. Like, we weren't disciplined at all or being, like, raised to be full um, football players or whatever. So, do you have any siblings? Yeah, I got a brother. Um, There's 18-month difference for what that's worth. Oh really? Yeah. Well, me and my sister, we have a eleven month difference. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's worth uh, nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. So to cut straight to the point. All right. Your family's from a different part of the world than all of our families. Correct. So where they originated? Yes, sir. Yeah. And where, what place is that, Subin? That would be the subcontinent, <laughs> a.k.a. India. <laughs> India. So what's it like growing up in, like, are there, like, stereotypes around, like, I don't know how many, is it okay to say, in, what do you, oh, okay, no, you, ta- you taught me this, that they call them by what oh, language, by the language they speak. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly, yes. Okay, but is there, like, a stereotypical, like, growing up Indian, like, TikTok or something like that oh. most Indian kids have in common or something, you know? Hmm. I guess like being made to like study, like that's the thing, like you'll be made to do like it's gonna happen, like like study academics and yeah, shit. Like oh, okay. So kind of like the Chinese thing. You'll be doing your academics. Like do good in ta- school. Basically, take your generic Asian stereotype and yeah it applies so like what generation off put is your like mom and dad from being in india like they did they were they born in america no they're oh, they were born there yeah, yeah. wow uh-huh. so you're first generation over uh, here no no well technically i'm the second generation because i'm there they would be the first ones oh, okay to be like yeah, over yeah, here yeah, like yeah. registered I'm, citizens i am technically yes the first born the first generation in the americas yeah that has the has like the full american experience so 
did you did they speak English when did, were they teaching you English when you were a kid or were they teaching you your insert language? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say anything that's <laughs> no, wrong. That's you know? right. That's yeah. fine. Uh, and and that would be Telugu, which is spelled uh, T E L U G U. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's like around like three million language speakers. And that's, it sounds like a lot, but that's very small in well, comparison to the whole world. Let me look it up. There's a lot, because like they have like a very vibrant film industry. So, and when I was talking to the, the uh, other Hare Krishna Rishi, um, he was explaining to me how that their, like their devotional text means more because the people translating it are direct descendants of the um, people who created that language. You know what I mean? Because the the like scriptures in the old texts, like the Vedic texts, are written in like languages that uh, Americans don't know. So they Americans have to decipher the language first. And then translate it. Uh huh. Correct. But then, if you have someone that like has is a descendant of that language speaking, then they can uh, like translate it more clearly. And <coughs> to to the Hare Krishnas, that makes it more divine. Hmm. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. But that's this is like the same thing that goes for the Bible, and like you know that's why the Bible is so like misinterpreted is because it's like translated through so many languages and people like evolving the language and everything that it, at the end of the day they just wrote whatever they wanted right? yeah so i think the best workaround to that would be like um have someone who has that dual language ability yeah and it's like native to them for example mm. like there's their their parents spoke one or the other and then they grew up in the place where the language was the other and then like they would have a more clear understanding of both languages and its usages and then you could get a more accurate description and translation of whatever that text is right ideally yeah but so that's a, yeah that's pretty much how they uh you know view it and but to them it makes it more uh you know have more worth so what are you gonna about the three million or you looked up the official yes. number for how many people speak it 82 million as of 2011 okay that's still relatively small or not even relatively that's a small amount like and then uh for the second language that's 11 million so if you want to add on to that you could say 93 million total and how many people live in texas i don't mm. alexa <laughs> how many people live in texas So it's like two and a half hmm. but still, size like, the tech. Okay, that's not a good comparison. Like, But keep in mind, like, the size of a place of India. Yeah. And how, oh, yes. And how, how tight and small it is. De- no, it's, even the size of it, it's so fucking dense with people. Yeah, right. There's a billion some people in that place, bro. Right, yeah. Ugh. So. That's crazy. I mean, there's like so many places like that that we don't even realize and also um it's hard to like visualize that quantity of number like come on like how do you even like fathom that 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you've never seen a billion people in person. Like, someone can, like, explain it to you, but, like, there has to be a way for, like, you to be able to quantify and understand yeah. the value of that. Like, for example, a thing that I have a problem with is, like, square footage. Yeah. You tell me square footage, like, okay, that could just mean whatever to me. Like, yeah. I have no, like, way to quantify and understand that. But, like, you tell that to my dad, for example, he's like, okay, I got a good idea of what that means. Yeah. That's like with like the armies, like the Romans and shit. Like, how did they didn't count every single person and say, yeah, there's 300 people here trying to st- hold against the city or whatever. Like, they just looked at people and said, yeah, this is about 50,000. You don't know that. You don't know that the civil, like the North had 50,000 people fighting and the. Well, I think they actually did because, like, um, militaries do take, uh, for what it's worth, like rigorous records. Okay, yeah, that, and that point it is true, but for like other like gatherings, I guess you know, unless they're selling tickets or something, yeah, yeah. how do they know course, like yeah. how many people Any, were there? Anything like impromptu like that? No, like yeah. there's no way. So they did teach you the language first, and you had to convert like in school to learn English, or oh no. So both my parents. Um, learned english there um so when they were in india they had um uh native language proficiency Mm. when they came to the united states Mm -hmm. so um i was they would speak to us in telugu but um for the most part um we me and my brother would respond to them in english Mm. i don't um I don't know if there's necessarily any good reason for it, but that's just how it was. Well, it's almost it's almost like that for me and my family. Like, not I can't understand the complete entirety of their conversation, but if they direct like a thing towards me, and I'll respond in English because I know what they tried yeah, to say. Yeah, because you can get me. the gist of what yeah. they're saying. Yeah, I'm exact same way. Yeah, and that's how it's for me within like, but in Spanish. So did that like did any part of like your family cooking like what did they make that would did any of that like inspire you to be like because if I'm like grown up Mexican which I did and it's <laughs> it's like chicken and rice but it's made like really good like my grandma makes it or yeah did you get any like fresh type of Indian food like that or where's your mom bro. not like that every day it's not even it's my dad too. Oh, really? Yeah, so the thing was, the reason why my dad learned is, like, <clears throat> because where my mom is from, the cooking style is different. So oh. my dad was used to the way his mom cooked. Yeah. So whenever I was born, my grandma came over, um, and uh, she helped uh, take care of me also. Mm-hmm. And at that time, my dad learned cooking from her. So... I uh, learned cooking from both of my parents. Mm. So what's your favorite Indian dish? Um, I really, I can't say that I have, that's hard I've never for me ate to any say. Indian food, so, or what would you recommend me to eat as my first one? Like my first Indian dish? A lot of like um, the vegetable dishes, like there's a way like, it's basically, you could call it like a stir fry type style, mm-hmm. but like you just fry them up basically. And like any vegetable done that way is just really good. So, and have that with like rice. 
Yeah. You're good to go. But are you the type of person that's like uh, putting Indian food over every other type of food? Or are you just like, it's good and that's what I grew up with, but it's not my favorite? No, no, I'm I'm per- perfectly fine. Like, our refrigerator is uh, like full of Indian food, so I'm fine yeah. like eating that on the daily. But um, what's your favorite style of food? Mm. We, I don't. I can't really ask you that because you're you're a type of person that's like just trying new things all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I lost my train of thought, but anyways, proceed. Yeah, I'm trying, it's just trying to remember. It's hard for me to even think of that because I like we like trying so many different things like on different days that like even if we go to a place and we're like, yeah, that was really good. Like we'll, we got to come here more. We just like forget about it because we're always looking for like mm. a better version or like the next version, you know? Yeah. So I remember what I was going to say. I think that I can tell you is true is like um Whenever I go out to the Indian restaurant mm-hmm. and I eat there, I'm like, this is okay. This is fine. Oh, right. But I can get better at home. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the way same way about, like, Mexican food. Right. But, like, that's how I feel, like, whenever I go to the, the Indian restaurant and have whatever they have. It's like, yeah, it's all right. But, like, I didn't have to pay to eat this. Like, I could have, like, equal or better. Yeah. And not have gone anywhere. Right, yeah. So, and then a part of it that we were talking about at work was that um, the both of us like to look into, like, religions or I don't... You said... I think you said you took a class in college, right? That uh, kind of, like, introduced you to more religions? Mm, no. Um, so, I went to Catholic school from, like, uh, preschool until, like, half a fourth grade. And there I had Catholic religion class. Wait, so, but your parents weren't, like, Catholic, right? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Was that, like, weird? Did They weren't, like... So, for me, the I, I guess it's just, like, my psychology or whatever. Like, religion has never been, like, about, like, the way people who are religious and approach religion traditionally in that way do. To yeah. me, it's always been about, like, stories and learning the lessons from those stories. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's how it. I, I viewed it. So it, yeah. it, it didn't affect me in that way. So like, yeah, the, and like I, I had rosaries and things that they gave us, and like, um, because it was a Catholic school, it was also run by nuns. Um, so, uh, like they would have like mass and things. Did you ever get abused? <laughs> no, that was none <laughs> of <Yeah>. that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the most coolest things that they had though was like, um, uh the cafeteria because like i i would you uh excuse me you could go like and go for like seconds and thirds you could go back and get like go back and get some no more way. if you wanted yeah so i would do that um and like they had they had like really good snack time and things yeah, yeah that was pretty cool i really enjoyed those they used to fucking charge <laughs> us double if we wanted extras you remember yeah, you in elementary school, you would go back there and you wanted, yeah. like, extra nachos, and they'd be like, all right, we yeah. just got to swipe your card again or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like an extra two bucks or something. Yeah. I remember that when I transferred over to public school, if you wanted to do that, yeah, extras. Okay, so uh, to backtrack on, like, uh, you going to Midlothian and all that, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, like, really blow your spot on your age that much but like that's fine i have no problem with it okay but i I would i would like to argue like people would not guess that my age is what it is right based on like 
how I put myself forward. Right, but for the purposes of this question, is like how weird was it kind of going to high school in the years you were going to or like what was it like because i know it's obviously Uh, not weird for you but like what were the main things that you remember like going to high school so when we first moved to texas 9 11 happened oh really Uh uh-huh damn did you did you get racism um (laughs) no not really so i mean i i don't know if i could call it but like there was one instance I was walking home um, mm-hmm. from school and there were like three kids um, in a car driving by and they all like gave me the finger and I'm like, eh. but they didn't really say anything. They just oh, like yeah. gave me the finger. Could have so been maybe, more just exactly, like a douchebag attack. Just being a fucking obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but anyways, my personality is not to really take things like that personally anyways. Right. Like, yeah. It, um, I always tell people this, and it's true. The only one who can like really rub me the wrong way is my brother. So like, oh yeah, for the math, it's like, how to get to who you. the fuck are you? Like, it doesn't really matter to yeah. me. Like, whatever. <laughs> um, and the other time was there was this other kid. Um, um, we were coming back from lunch, and I was with a friend, and we were in Spanish class. So, um, and his friend says, "Oh, hey, what's up, Osama?" I guess trying to be funny. Uh. And my friend and my friend um, told him to, "Hey, knock it off." So, like, there was that. But also, again, that that wouldn't have bothered me anyways either. All right, yeah. But like, there like was also up. that. So, like, yeah. But okay, so like, what were the, so? In our point, we were we graduated in twenty seventeen. And um, oh, Trump was just elected president in 2016, so that was crazy. And oh, that was, so I was our sophomore year, our junior year. Yeah. I, I was in the middle of my MBA when that shit happened. I, really? Like, I had just come back from um, class and I was looking at the results and I saw what they were. I was like, okay, this shit's happening. Yeah. Yep. And oh, that was actually the the beginning of our senior year. Because, you know, it happened in November 2016, mm-hmm. and we graduated June 2017. Mm. So, um, but yeah, that happened. So, like, what, but what was, like, y'all's thing? Did, you, did y'all even have a thing that was, like, what are world events that were going on? Because, like, when you graduated high school, I was five. For real? So, yeah. You were born in 2000? I was born in 99. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, like... Whatever was going on in the world, I don't know. So, like, that's what it, like... Bro, I can't even remember that far back. (laughs) (laughs) That feel... Oh, um, I guess Iraq War was going on. Iraq War. Oh, yeah, because 9-11 just happened. Yeah, that bullshit. So, you were, like, 10 or... No, I was, like, 16, 17. When 9-11 happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Were you in school? Yeah, yeah. When it happened. Yeah, so the and way we found did out... Did y'all go to lockdown or something? N- no. Oh. Um, there, yeah, why... why the, well, I think, why the fuck? I think some schools here. went to lockdown. I, no, like, they shut down the airports and everything, but otherwise, oh, yeah. things happen in life per normal. But I will tell you, the way we did find out about it was, like, my cousin in London, she called my dad and was telling them about it, and uh-huh. then he put the TV on, and then that's how we knew about yeah. it. But, mm. like, other than that, like, and I think per usual people, like, didn't make anything and didn't un- understand the significance of what had happened until yeah. later, so. Okay, so, Columbine. Oh, yeah, I remember that for sure, yeah. What happened then? 
Were you you were in school when that happened? Yeah. Lockdown. I don't I don't know if we were in school. I think we only and Did even you cry. No. Um, Come on. What? That's not my personality. <laughs> what? It didn't even like. Obviously, it's like tragic and everything. But like, I'm also like calculated and like under and logical in the way. Like, yeah. you cried when 9/11 happened. No, like that shit happened too. <laughs> you asshole. You like, were old enough to cry, and you did it. So like, does does crying have to be like the way like? You process and understand the situation? Yes. No. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Columbine, did you, like, so before that, you never went through, like, a lockdown drill or anything, though, right? No, I, no, I guess we had, I think, I don't think we, I don't recall active shooter drills, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did y'all have those? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. We had a lot of those. We had them every year. We would have, the cops would come and try to open the door, like, Oh, try to turn the knob, jiggle it, and like Shake roughly, the shit out of it. and say, "Let me in, let me in." They would say that, trying to like think we, oh, <laughs> like everyone knew. Like they would say, "Lockdown, it's just a drill, lockdown drill." I, I don't know why. Also, like they would do like that reenactment. All they should do is just like test the thing, because like otherwise you're like instilling unnecessary fear. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's like they wanted us to be scared. Yeah. And then we would do the I think that goes but maybe that's a sidebar like that this is a commentary on policing in America but like resume. Yeah. Our whole uh ISD independent school district yeah. our school district they would do like a mock uh active shooter drill Mom. and then they like go and compete. And like they would get number one in the na- in like the county or Yo, whatever. Yo, bro, what the fuck? Before, that's crazy that that's what we grow up in, you know? No way! What? Yeah. <sighs> that's wild, right? Why do you incentivize these yeah. things? And then we used to our high school used to have this thing, and then they would every like I think four years or so, um, the theater department would um, film and like direct. Uh, a like short film called they would call it Shattered Dreams, and it would uh, be about oh you saw them <laughs> we had a similar thing oh really yeah but it was with like car accident and not to drink that's what it was yeah we're drinking and driving yeah so they would like <laughs> win the football game or I whatever got that, and then, I found that shit so hilarious yeah it was so corny the reason it was so hilarious too is because like because of the actors who were involved and some of them had like were in relationships yeah so the people who were not like involved in the play uh, they got super emotional about yeah. it and i just found that hilarious uh, so but that was back in 2005 so it must have been even worse I, but I, I think that was like june no like junior senior maybe yeah i don't remember yeah we wa- yeah, we were watching it in like junior high Oh, for real? Yeah. What? Like, I, remember they showed us in junior high, like Bro, our uh, eighth grade high? year. We eighth high grade and year. They were us, yeah. What? No, that About was our ninth to... grade year. No, it was eighth grade because you're not in ninth grade in junior high. Oh yeah, no, seven you're right. Eight. You're yeah. right. And but but like, why would they show that to y'all? You weren't you weren't able to drive. Just because we were about to go to high school and like mm. be there, you know, and because it, they made it in 2012, it was like the 
four-year mark, whatever. But I don't know. We were showed like a bunch of kind of like propaganda. I feel like you know <laughs> it was stupid. Um. Okay. So this this one may be a stretch. The Y two K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was like it was it like a? I guess you were in like kind of elementary school around then, right? Or like um, middle, that was middle school. school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was it like a, a joke between you and your friends, or was there like actual fear there? No, I would say per usual, the people who blow things out of proportion blew things out of proportion, uh-huh. and things were okay. Yeah, that's per usual. It's kind of weird. Like, did everything exactly went to normal, or did like someone actually have to come and fix the computers to make them go past two thousand? There were probably some things here and there that did need to be addressed, but like, right on the whole, it was a non-issue. Yeah, right. That's such a stupid like, concept. Like, <laughs> if I'm, anything, it should be like an asterisk <laughs> in history. Like. For how long time has gone on and, like, technology like that has gone on, they were just now, like, <laughs> fuck. It's like, oh, no, no. Our technology cannot <laughs> handle this. But this shit just, like, ticked on over. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, such a small oversight that caused such a panic for no reason. It's like we... I, I think it, it's human beings, human beings overthinking shit, so... Yeah. So what happened after you graduated in 2005? Where did you go on from there? Um, so I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. So per usual, I followed... Um, so again, you were asking about stereotypes of the culture. And this is a listen to your elders. And so in this case, since I didn't know what to do, but I still had to continue academics, I went to community college. Mm. And um, I went to Cedar Valley in Lancaster, which is part of the DCCCD. I think it's called something else now. Mm-hmm. I think it's called like Dallas City College now. Oh, yeah, yeah. They rebranded. Yeah. And that's the Lancaster campus. Mm. So I did like a year and a half there. And while I was working there, um, I got... Um, well, you worked there, too? Yeah, I, I worked there also. Yeah, that's what oh. I was going to say. Yeah. Oh. While I studied there, I also got a job. Um, I One of my math professors, she referred me. I, I, I don't I guess she saw how, like whenever we did like group work or people um, needed help or something. I guess she like saw how I was explaining it and things. So first she had me like referred me to the tutoring center mm. and then like. I guess I didn't like perform well enough cause, uh, on their uh, assessment or whatever. I think it was like a math assessment. Yeah. And I don't do generally well on assessments. At best, I do like average. Mm. And uh, it's never a reflection of my ability. I get, and I wouldn't say it's like test anxiety. I would just say like, I don't know what you want from me out of this, so I cannot like give you what you want. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's how that always turned out. Yeah. But um, did they have like standardized text testing whenever you were going to school, like tax tests, right? Or yeah, we that's what it's called. Yeah. So um, and then before that, when I was in Oklahoma, we had this thing called the ITBS, the Iowa Test of Basic Skills and Knowledge. But that was again just. But this one was truly just Wait, Iowa. Yeah, I, I don't know why why it was called that, but that's what it was. 
and that was a standard test that we took and that was truly a standardized <laughs> test it was like a, a, a uh, gave you a, 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 an assessment of how your performance was generally not like a tax test where like you're supposed to like regurgitate some bullshit that mm -hmm. you're not even like needed to know for whatever else the Texas Board of Education's <laughs> bullshit that they want to actually have you know. That was actually the point I was getting to. <laughs> <laughs> but I O W A. Yeah, yeah. Iowa. Yeah, you can look it up. And it's you were thing. in Oklahoma. Yeah, it was, but bro, it's the standardized <laughs> test, just like the SAT or the ACT. But that, was that an acronym for something, or was it? Because it was from the state of Iowa. I would assume it it, it, it had something to do with the state of Iowa. I never, <laughs> I never looked into it. I, so. All I know is that's what it was. <laughs> and uh, whenever, like, the internet came around, it never occurred yeah. to me to, like, hey, look it up. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess just because ours was, like, an acronym that we knew it was the Texas Assessment, Assessment of, of Knowledge and Skills. And skills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I took the text. I know. <laughs> And before that, uh, my I didn't have to take it, but my brother had to take this thing, take the toss called test. Called the Nebraska. No. Nah. <laughs> take the toss test. And that was like, a, I, I, yeah, it's called T-A-A-S. And I remember like, uh, you know how like they, schools do the stupid bullshit about like promoting things with pencils and little oh, accessories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this one pencil that, um, um, that he had that said, catch the toss. And it's supposed to spell T-A-A-S. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This is some corny ass shit, man. <laughs> so I think we ended with the star. Yeah, well, I don't even remember what that stood for. I don't know what the star oh, stood I rem for. Yeah, I remember there was that thing too. Strategic state of Texas. So hold on. Assessment of reading. No, but it was with two Redemption. S. No. It was with two S's though at the end, right? Oh, two. It S's. wasn't the stars <laughs> test. <laughs> No, it was the STAR test. Emily, what did the STAR test stand for? Was it STAR? Standardized test. Standardized Texas. Assessment reasoning. Why are you getting Texas? Fitting the T, oh, yeah. dog. Yeah. What? Maybe, maybe Texas doesn't have to do with it. <laughs> maybe not. Standardized technology so, so do, so assessment. Are, do uh, do students still have to do that? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty that's sure. That's what they're still on is the STAR test. State of Texas Assessments of Academic Readiness. That's what I told y'all. Mm. State of Texas Academic Readiness. Yeah, but with the point I was getting to is like you saying regurgitating. Like at a certain point, the teachers were just teaching us like how to answer on the test yeah, instead I, of how to like get to the answer. The only classes that I took that actually involved actual use of whatever you learn to uh, use it in a different way would be my math and science classes mm -hmm. when it came to everything yeah. else i was just like retelling you back whatever you wanted me to it wasn't like me necessarily having the ability to like think about it and then assess it and then apply it in a new and novel way what books did you read in high school um I read a lot. I read and continue to read a lot of science fiction and fantasy. I haven't really ever read 
um, well, like, nonfiction, if that's what you're asking. Like, um, what books did the school tell you to read in high oh, school? Oh, those books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, um, Scarlet Letter. Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Whoa. I always found that bullshit interesting, too. Like, oh, here's the interpretation. I guess that's one way to approach, like, the symbolism and things. Mm -hmm. But for me, like, I actually never approach it that way. It's, for me, it's just like, it's just in plain text, whatever yeah. it is. Right. Um, another thing, I had to read Heart of Darkness in, like, uh, for college literature class. I'm trying to remember high school stuff. Uh, I don't know. Tell me some stuff you read. Maybe some of the things we I read. We read Fahrenheit 451. Ah, yeah, I read yeah. that one too. That one, that I like that book actually. Like, it's a good read for sure. I yeah. do like it. Oh, my brother read The Giver. I didn't have to read that oh, one. Oh, The but Giver. I, I read that one. I, see, I watched the movie <laughs> and then read the book. Uh huh. But yeah, both. It's pretty good. The Giver, the movie, is like one of my like first movies that I really like. Maybe understood that I liked movies. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, gotcha. Okay. It's a pretty good movie. Have you seen it? No, I knew they did a film about it. But so, so it's like they did like the, the story of justice, justice and everything. <laughs> Salute for me. Um, Mason likes it. I do like it. It's really good. Mm. Mason, what else do you like? <laughs> what else do I like? Yeah. I like movies. There you go. <laughs> no, but yeah. <laughs> what other books do you remember yeah. reading? Books. We read had Tomahawk. to read Animal Farm. Oh yeah, yeah. but we, I never read it. I read that one also. Again, that one was like some bullshit about like interpretation and things, but like yeah. right, yeah. That was no, we had to read Tomahawk though. I think no, the I fuck is that. Tomahawk? I've never that heard that of Tomahawk. I feel like there was a book called Tomahawk. Do you remember what it could be about, Emily? What books did you have to read in high school? Yeah, what do you remember? No, nah, that doesn't help. We need something <laughs> else. Okay. Do you remember one called Tomahawk? No. Okay. Neither do okay. any of us. Animal Farm. Yeah. Seven. Uh, we read uh, Macbeth. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we did that one. Macbeth. Oh, uh, we also did... Um, the Odyssey. Oh, yep. We did that uh, one. Mice and Men. Yeah. Uh, Mice and Men. Yep, yep. yep. That one. Mm -hmm. um, What's the one? Oh, the one that got banned, um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, that got uh -huh. banned? Oh, oh yeah, no, no. It used to be banned, but now it's, it's not, not anymore. No, I think it's banned again. It got banned again. Probably in Texas oh. for sure, because they're getting rid of like the okay. whole all, everything about blacks and gays is oh, out. Okay. Even though it's like there's <laughs> white people in it, bro. That's like no, yeah, I know, but no, it's just because you know you can't. Like they used to tell us to say it out loud. Yeah, they. Whenever we read it out loud in school, they would make us they say would it. Make yeah. Us say the word. Oh. Did they make y'all say it? Did y'all read it out loud in school? Uh, I don't... No, no, I don't think we did. We I did. I'm, I'm pretty sure I would remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty hey, sure I would remember. If, if this was happened. an English class in high school, we would all be canceled right now yeah. because we were dropping them left and right. Hold on, hold I'll on. Tell you what. what if you refused to do it? You could. Yeah, I, think you I don't could. know if you know. could. I don't, I don't remember. They would, they would strongly suggest 
Oh, they, no, no, okay, I got you. They no, no. almost understood the context, but it was also like they understood the giddiness behind it. You know what I mean? No, no, I, I think I understand. Like, if, 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 if you're like taking the subject seriously for what it was, yeah, and the right, gravity right, of it exactly, was, yeah. Then if you were saying it in that way, then but, yeah, I understand it. But then, I'm not sure if that occurred to most high school students. Yeah, yeah right. Or like, <laughs> if any 16 year old should be like debating on dropping the hard. Are in like class yeah, or not, like, right? Yeah, yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, but yeah, they were definitely doing it like left and right. It was pretty cool. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, not cool, but um, where'd that plus of mice and men? That one was pretty, um, like that one's pretty iffy, too. Like, you, you can't have actors act, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go full retard. Yeah, you, go, you never go full retard. <laughs> and that's what I That's a good movie, point bro. to that. Like, um, Tropic Thunder is kind of like a. What would you call it? Like a good portrayal of like what that actually means to like do shit like that. You know what I mean? Like. Um, how the guy was like acting black in the movies, yeah, but yeah. you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it was like spoofy, you know, but it was like good points, yes. like mm-hmm. how they were bringing it yeah, up, yeah, yeah, almost yeah. like how South Park jokes about things, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, that's they how they it. were doing it. Was it was done, they got their point across, and they did it in good taste, and they achieved the comedic effect that they wanted to as well, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like now you can't show like a class, they probably don't show a mice and men in class anymore. What's wrong with that? Well, he gets shot in the head at the end. That's um, you know. I don't know, but he uh, he gets shot in the head, and the guy has to act. Well, but, I mean, we watched it. Yeah, we watched it. That was only. But it's twenty twenty two. We're Bro. in the future. Okay, and since you say that. Kids have fucking phones and fucking whatever. Yeah, that's true, too. They Bro, they got whatever. They whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. inconsequential to them. Yeah, my little brother is like, knows everything. and Horrible. Yeah, and he doesn't need to know half the things that he knows, but he knows them. Like, yep. it's yeah. all because fucking Trippy Red. Yeah, but Trippy Red posters all over his room. He's like six. The fuck is Trippy Red? Yeah, exactly. Okay. But anyways, that's... Blame your parents. Bad parenting. Yeah. <laughs> Bad parenting. That's facts. I, no judgment. That's just facts. They may be listening. They probably don't <laughs> listen. So, yeah. Anyways, like I said, they're no doing, judgment. Just, doing, just objective assessment. Yeah, they're definitely doing an iffy job. <laughs> but you know what? I'm like waiting for the moment you that I can have what, a heart ha- to heart with you, my brother. You have five siblings? or you're, you have five? I have six siblings. Six, so there's seven total of you? Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah, they're definitely like half-assing it now. Five yeah, well, sisters. only one's from a different mom, and they're divorced now. So, mm. um, yeah, like I said, I don't have parents. So, like, they're more like advisors for me. Mm. I could just kind of reach out to them whenever I need, like, I don't know. I don't even know, really, like, take their advice. I take my dad's advice <laughs> most times, but, like, my mom. You don't ever really ask your mom for advice. No. Yeah, that's my dad for more advice, and, like, he helps me I out. I got we you. Got so you really have, like, no association because, like, by the time that happened, like, you were on your own, I guess, already? Or it's, like, like my... My parents are kind of the same. Yeah. It was weird. You can ask Mason, like, growing up in high school, I would just be, like, 
drifting. I was a drifter in high school. It was kind of fun. Damn. I always find that like, yeah, that's like, yeah. How, like, how was that for you? Like, as a kid, like going through the situation. I mean, like, I would go out. I would be home and I would just be in like my room or whatever. And like, my grandparents wouldn't really like do much either. They just like watch TV or whatever. Mm. I would. It would really just be like free reign. Yeah. And I had cool. like an iPod and Wi-Fi, so uh-huh. like. Just watched a bunch of YouTube and yep, then, yep, like, yep. went to school and didn't really want to do anything. Like, I felt like I could do anything in school because when I was at home, like, nothing would really happen. <laughs> First time I got caught smoking weed, um, like, my mom called me on FaceTime and, like, this was like the first time I had got in trouble since she moved, like because mm. she lives in Alabama now. Oh. But so I got in trouble and she like called me on FaceTime and she like yelled at me. But then it was like, okay, <laughs> right? Like that was on FaceTime. That's cool now. And then like, uh, what you gonna do? Like I just gotta make sure that my grandparents still love me. And they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm pretty sure my grandpa smoked weed because he had like a Cheech and Chong record that was like has marijuana like all over it like i'll show you after this okay. but um so they started loving me again and then it was like oh yeah, it was cool like they yeah, can't yeah, not yeah. love me uh-huh. so it was like two days of me being in the doghouse with my grandparents <laughs> right and then yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my grandpa would joke about it or something you know so and, yeah i just a, a short sidebar i actually got caught with weed at my house too and like and I, how did that go for you they just had to sit down and then like they left it because like when i got caught with it like I had done everything they told me, like, I had finished university the first time and, like, was working and whatever. Oh, yeah. And I had gotten some weed from somebody and me just being dumb, like, I didn't take proper precautions. And my I was around my mom and my mom has a super sensitive nose. She smelt it. Oh, right. I told my dad. They went through my shit. They found it. And then, yeah, they just like, oh, what you going to do with your life? And I was like, I don't know what you want from me. Like, I did all the things I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm just like, whatever, like. Yeah. But yeah, so, and then they've never addressed it anymore. And then, like, I, yeah, I, I, I smoke in the house and everything. But yeah, they That's don't, tight. They, they don't know because, like, I've taken appropriate oh. precautions and stuff. Oh, okay. I thought Which you meant, like, they let you smoke in the house. <laughs> and I won't divulge. But right. I won't tell them either about this podcast. So, like, yeah, right. I still won't divulge. Well, this is not how it went for Mason. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> I got a call. I was sitting at home, just chilling, you know. I got a call and said, what'd you do this weekend? I was like, oh, you know, nothing. Just hung out with Daniel and stuff. It's like, you didn't smoke any weed? I was like, no. <laughs> She's like, are you sure? I don't know. That's not even what she said. She said, you didn't do anything you weren't supposed to this weekend? Mm. I was like, no. She's mm. like, are you sure? I was like, no. She's like, if you did something, why don't you just go ahead and tell me? So I was like, these motherfuckers know that I smoked weed. Mm. But I was like, no. Nah. She's like, you didn't sm-. then she said, you didn't smoke any weed? It's like, well, yeah. She's like, yeah, I got a call. How long was I grounded, bro? I don't even remember. I don't know. You were grounded for a while, though. I was grounded. You couldn't leave the house. Yeah, I couldn't mm. leave the house, like, I don't even remember anymore, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when when <laughs> I go over to my parents' house, they let me smoke, so it's pretty oh, okay. cool. That's yeah, cool. now they, now the, now they're like cool. It was like if they like later on they told you they told him pretty much what your parents told you, but like in reverse order. Like he got caught smoking weed, and then they were like, 
Well, as long as you go to school and, uh, like, you know, do this and well, graduate, yeah, then uh, you can smoke weed. Yeah. And so he actually graduated, and then they were like, oh, yeah, cool, you smoke yeah. weed. Yeah. It, it was only deal. high school. It's a deal. That was the yeah. only thing, too. Like, I graduated right. high school, and it was like, well, I'd rather you just, like, they're basically like, if you're going to smoke it, like, smoke it here at the house so that we know that you're okay. Yeah, yeah so. I think some parents feel that way as well. It's just, it's mostly, like, that type of thing also. Like, yeah. They, like, yeah, they don't know how you... It's just uh, all of that yeah. stuff. They don't know what the fuck that is, and then they have all their notions and whatever. But yeah, and well, that was that was more than seven years ago. Yeah, for, well, yeah. And then also, my dad he likes to smoke, but like <laughs> oh. he has to vaporize it. Oh, I got you. And so like, so he was like, you know, like if you're gonna smoke, I'm like I'm gonna smoke basically. Okay, cool, cool. I was twenty. Yeah. I you was, were actually 20 first time you smoked? Yeah, I was in, I was at UT. I, wow. I smoked with some uh, kids from the dorm who were friends. Oh my uh, God. I was 16. What, it wasn't like premeditated or anything? What do you mean premeditated? Were you like, today I'm going to smoke weed for my first time? Yes, it was exactly that. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. 100% my personality. So you woke up knowing you were going to smoke weed? Well, I think like they said, hey, we're going to. I'm like, hey, can I join you? Because I want to try. And it was the whole day process? No, like, I think oh. I think it was, like, an, a, an afternoon, or we, like, knew, like, that night or whatever that they got someone else. Uh, like, it, there was, like, some Were your hours friends, of, like, potheads already? It, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they just passed you the joint? Yeah, but 20 years old, that is crazy. 14. She was 14. <laughs> we were 16. Mm. 16. I wonder, like, y'all mentioned, like, ang- well, at least Emily did anxiety and stuff. Uh, like, I know, like, if you consume weed from an earlier age, yeah. um, that affects you. It's like the cannabinoids, like, your, your brain. Yeah, it affects your brain like development. Like, you need, it's at, it's better for you if you consume it once you've uh, achieved m- uh, full brain maturation. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, I've been like, doing it pretty consistently since I was four. Yeah, it probably wasn't the best decisions we ever made. <laughs> that's so. That's why, like, if I do have kids, like, I would say, like, I'm not gonna say don't do. It. I just like, you wanna, um, you wanna, like, delay as once as, as long as possible. Like, mm-hmm. even if like you didn't do it um, to full brain maturation, maybe you wanted to maximize that amount of time yeah. as much as possible. Yeah, before you like yeah. So maybe like maybe my situation, for example, like from twenty or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I started drinking. First time I got drunk, I was twelve. So yeah, my brain. Oh. Wait, time out. No one ordered. No one ordered food or anything, right? No. No one no. should be here. Yeah, that's fucking weird. No, no one ordered food. Okay, I. Did you find it? That's you fucking weird. Oh, my mom texted me too. Whoa. She said, I did decline it. And she said, So is it whiskey or bourbon? They say two knuckles worth or fingers. What? Three fingers. Well, a finger is a measurement for whiskey. And th- that's like a, an actual amount. Okay, so I, for, I forgot what the quantity is, but like there's actual like volume uh, metric amount what a finger is. So someone who keeps calling. Me? Yeah, so someone keeps 
um, calling me on my phone number to like get into our apartments, and I just answer off like natural reaction that like Mason either ordered food or like you know he's trying someone can't get into the apartment like Mason or you, and um, the first time it was happened it happened was right when you left to go to the lake. Yeah. So we thought you had turned around because you forgot something. And I saw, like, some SUVs pulled through, and I was wondering if, like, maybe we ordered DoorDash or something, and then they, like, just remember the code and then, like, try to keep using it and then, like, uh, are doing something here, like, dumping or, I don't swimming, maybe. You think they would type in random numbers? I don't know. Or if someone told them the wrong number or they got the wrong number, like... What kind of SUV? I don't know. I can't mark it. <coughs> hey, we gotta get back to Suvin. Fuck it. Yeah, that is weird, though. And my mom texted me, which was weird, because we, we were talking about it. But, Suvin, what do you want people to know about you? What are your future aspirations? Hmm. You want to start a business. I, I would say I have business ideas. Um. <laughs> I am in the process of setting up a business, a real estate business with my brother. Um, so that is happening. Um, As in like long-term rentals, right? Um, no, I think, uh, hmm. I, right now it's just like general uh, undeveloped land at the mm. moment. That's what that is. So oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Undeveloped land. Which is a weird but good little, like, thing to get at. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly, yes. Because there are, like, if, people yeah. think real estate, they think houses automatically. Yes. But then there's, like, undeveloped plots of land that you can buy and, like, sit on and exactly get it. Yep. But are they, like, big farm lots that would be, like, uh developments like neighborhoods and stuff or are they like small lots that would be like laundromats and I would say both both yeah which is good too but where do you get the funds to pay for like if it goes if it's like a personal way that you get them that's whatever but like where where would like your money come from by buying the just undeveloped land? Like, what profit do you gain from buying just a straight land? Then, opposed to like buying an already functioning laundromat or whatever. Mm, so I guess you'd have to do like. You would have to buy like. No, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, you'd have to like. Like basically research the surrounding area mm-hmm. and just see what's happening, or like try and figure out, do some forecasting basically. Yeah. Um, and then based on that, then you could figure out like how long you would have to hold on to it, or w- you would want to hold on to it, mm-hmm. and then then let go of it. Right. Or you just start with like undeveloped properties and sell so many that you get such a profit that you can buy a better undeveloped property in a place where you can actually put a laundromat or yeah yeah that too gym whatever you want to put you know yeah yeah for sure yep that too real estate's so easy to make money off of if you just like know how to handle the money and like where to put it and 
how to do the whole legal aspect of it. Yeah, but also like, um, if you can find a lawyer or like get someone to refer one to you, like they can help you out with that stuff yeah. also, and they can like help make it easier for you. But also, I think it would also uh, benefit you also to be able to at least have a general understanding of that stuff too. Yeah. Anyways, but like just to expedite things, having an attorney to do those things, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's definitely worth the amount of time and effort that you would spend than like paying them however much it, yeah. it would cost to do that. So what did your brother go to school for? Um, He, uh, what did he do? Biochemistry. Uh, he just squeaked by with the C, or yeah, like a, like a high C. Wow. Um. Uh, then he went to medical school. He is officially a doctor because he has a degree. Oh shit! Yes. Um. But he was able, uh, never able to land a residency, mm. and that's because um due to the politics of the system mm-hmm. the medical he has uh, attended is was in the caribbean so that's considered an mm-hmm. international uh oh, medical school yeah. and so when it comes to applying to the residency process there are two stacks mm-hmm. there's Ameri- american medical school stack and then there's Air international medical school stack so then they go through all the american school um uh, first and then they give them the spots and then if there's anything left over then only will they look at the other step and so he tried for like um three or four years i want to say or maybe it was like four or five um and applying uh and spending thousands of dollars because each time you have to pay money to apply to the residency program oh it's not for free really no wow um so but don't they need people though i agree yes (laughs) this is true this is facts um but i'm just stating the situation yeah right um but so at but actually the facts of the situation is is that it's artificially manipulated to be that way right um that's why also doctors are able to be paid so much is because there are so few of them and mm-hmm. they are in so demand. Yeah. Ditto with nurses as well. Oh, right, right, right. But also at the same time, everyone is under stress. But also at the same time, they don't want to hire more people. Mm-hmm. It's like they know what this, the, they know what, the, everyone knows what the problem is. Um, people just don't want to pay the money. The people at the top want to keep all of it. Right. For themselves. They don't want to just like let go of it. They would be a hundred percent fine if they let go and let everyone have enough to actually get by comfortably. Mm-hmm. And they could still take whatever they wanted and have enough and like get by with what they have. See, so you just like kind of dismantled my brain because I was thinking like whenever you started the story i was like they're probably understaffed because they want people to die and like they wanted like population control or whatever and then by the end of your story i was like no people don't like these grand conspiracies don't exist at all it's just that people like their money and they yeah. want to keep their money and they're it's causing bastards, like man. yeah fucking greedy fucks. it's just like the like people are just scum like yes. it just happens and that's what causes all these people to think that like 
Joe Biden died in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, for example, if we just want to go back to the medical thing, like, um, you have um, people entering a supposedly benevolent field, right? Like, to go into medicine is to, like, take care of people who are unwell and, like, seeing them, like, get better and so on. Right. So, like, you would think, like, people have some empathy and things. Also, like, or, like, a passion. Y- yeah, you also have that. Also, at the same time, like, you see some shit and, like, then you just, like, go cold. But also, at this, there's, there's like, a gradient of that also at the same time. Like, in the moment, you, like, you're going to give it your best and everything. But, like, if someone, like, dies, then, like, yeah, you, you did what you could. But that's what that is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to grieve and everything, like, you can't do that anymore. You're, like, it's over. It's, like, okay, right. that happened. To grieve is, would be, like, the, the associate members of that person, whoever died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what that is, yeah. Yeah, so that's like, they call that like the, um, like the mysteries of life. Because they say that like cops have to go through the same thing and like firefighters, they have to go through like overexposure of the mysteries of life and like seeing people dead and like Mm -hmm. right there. And then like if you're a cop, you could be watching people die. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like also that is true, but... Uh, in the age of the internet, some people have also been able to be exposed well, themselves. Yeah, to like that we watched well. ISIS cut off heads yeah, on Twitter. I, I watched like, the first one where that first journalist got done by that jihadi John or whatever. Yeah. Thing. Um, but after that, I was like, okay, yeah, it, it, it's so surreal, dude. It watching is, it, yeah, like it's crazy, and like, or even seeing videos of like nine eleven when people were like jumping out of the building and all that, you know? Yeah. It's just crazy that we like we're desensitized to that. Yeah, exactly. The de- we also had um, Rotten dot com, and there's this other one called uh, uh, yeah. There, I, there was oh, and you one. would like go seek out. Well, I so I didn't actually know about it. A kid on the soccer team like knew about it. Oh yeah, and so that's how I found about it. And um, I think I went there once or twice just to see what it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they had some like some gruesome stuff like bodies and like. But also like I don't know about your where you went to driving school, but like we went to driving school, they showed us like red asphalt. You ever seen red asphalt? No. Uh, red asphalt is this really disgusting movie that's like a propaganda film. Hmm. For like safe driving, uh-huh. and so they'll show like fresh car wrecks uh-huh. and like um, people's like arms being just like in the middle of the road, like not like, connected to them, and like heads like smashed basically. Yo. Yeah, and like you'd have to sit through two days worth of class of those Yo. videos. Yeah, why are they sanctioning that? Right, exactly. <laughs> like I don't know if they do it anymore. But um, they're definitely on YouTube, and mm-hmm. like we've, I've Age never watched it before uh-huh. again. But like I've seen, like you can watch them. But that shit was fucked, dude. That was some nasty shit we did not need to see. It was. Ugh. Oh, and just to finalize the thing about my brother, so um, because he wasn't able to lend a residency. He joined the army. Um, oh fuck! Yeah, so now he's in South Korea. What? Yeah. 
See, but how, how fucked is the system, bro? Yeah, right. And, and I, you already know my story. I, I went to undergrad. I couldn't get a job, like a proper job, working uh, tech support. So yeah. then I went back to get an MBA. Still couldn't get a fucking job, and now I work at a liquor store. <laughs> Yay! But okay, so I was wondering this the other day too. Is that do people that are um. In the army, do they like? How do they feel about the politics that go on behind like what they're fighting for? Like, because I was thinking, like, what is the point of going to the army for four years if like, or for like, say longer than four years? Because right, yeah. there has to be like a change in presidency. Like, if you were in England, mm. you're fighting for the queen, or you're, like, if you're in Russia, you're fighting for Vladimir Putin. If you're in China, you're fighting for whoever. But, like, when you're in America, you're fighting for someone new and, like, a whole new policy every four years. Like, theoretically. No, that's not actually true, though. Like, uh, in fact, the soldiers take an oath to defend the Constitution. So that's actually what they're doing. Okay, so... There's actually no politics involved with it. Right, right. Sure, like, um, if there's a military they, action, then they go and execute that military action. Right. But, like, um, uh, service members can have their own political leanings because there are folks who are, like, totally, like, uh, MAGA hats and everything that my brother uh, uh, serves with and stuff. Right, so. but could any of them, like, just stop and, can like, themselves say, I think this is unconstitutional, I'm not going any further than this? Uh, they can, and then they'll get taken aside because, again, you have military chain of command, and mm. it's very strictly adhered to. So right. if you don't adhere to it, then yeah, don't <coughs> kick your ass out, or you'll have whatever disciplinary action yeah given to you. Hmm. How do you feel about your brother being in the military? I am indifferent to it. Like he did what he needed to do. Like he needed to get out from uh, out from the house, staying with our parents, cause like freedom and stuff. So like, yeah, he needs the independence. Cause like we've had independence whenever. Well, I had it like uh, for like a year and a half um, when I went to UT, and then after that I came back cause I failed out, um, and then I went to UTA. And mm-hmm. then all through that, I was staying with them. And then when I went, got my MBA, then I also uh, got an apartment to stay closer to the university. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, otherwise then, yeah, it's just like staying with my parents. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, like I, it's just, he had to do what he needed to do. So his job took him over to South Korea. That's what it is. Well, he's not like gung-ho America. Like, nah, I, I love the... It's, it's just a job for him. I mean, yeah, okay, but... um. Well, I mean, I guess he doesn't really care. Like, if we, no one's ever going to listen to this. That's going to get him fired or anything. Be like, no, they said you didn't love the Constitution. <laughs> they said it on the Walking Out podcast that you didn't love the Constitution. No, but so it's just a job for him, which is yeah. the fucked. Wait, 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 wait. Mm. But what is he doing? Uh, he works in the Signal Corps, so he does like stuff with like satellite communication. So that's where that's the kicker right there, because it's not like. That's, I think that's where my biggest misconception is. Like, whenever I hear people joining the military, I think that they're out there, like, oh, everyone putting autom- the gun yeah, to Chinese every, people's everyone heads. Everyone automatically thinks of infantry. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, and, like, yeah. yeah. Um, like, collecting Chinese people's toes and all that. Whatever yeah, the yeah. military's doing. 
But uh, no one ever thinks that they have like real jobs, like working in the restaurant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you got Just people kidding. literally making food and stuff. No. Yeah, but for real, and um, like what your brother does, like with signaling, like that takes an actual college degree and shit. Mm, uh, no, not necessarily. Well, yeah, because no. his degree is not for. No. Yeah, he had yeah. none of that knowledge base at all. But could he be? A, he couldn't be a, even a doctor in the military. So. Uh, he so he did try for a military residency, mm-hmm. but to do that, um, you have to first join, then go through university, and then try to go to medical school. Oh, I see. Yeah, they won't do it backwards, which I don't understand why. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. He already has the training it's and everything. Most it's probably because they don't want people to like be able to cheat the system like that. But how is it cheating the system? I guess because you didn't like I I don't know maybe they have like certain schools that they like require you to, I guess not I don't know Be- because like the reason why you can't argue against that is because like um, to get into medical school there's a standardized test that you have to take right which is no matter the MCAT. what. So he scored appropriately to be able to enter into medical school mm-hmm. and then. Um, through medical school, and once you've completed medical school, you have to take these exams called the STEP exams. There are three of them. Mm-hmm. My brother took all of them and passed all of them on the first try. The reason why I say first try is because you have many students um, who take multiple tries to pass them. Yeah. And those students are able to get uh, spots in medical schools, a.k.a. Right. residencies. So, uh, see, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that yeah, that's just explainer of that. The only logical or not even really logical, but the only thing that makes sense is that they um feel like it's illegitimate because they didn't go through the military's process of paying for it and all that, you know. But that's just on the military being like who they are and not like anything serious. Who knows? They, they, uh, I mean, we're just regular old folk. Um, they, they don't have to answer to us. Yeah, right. We got to answer to them. Yeah. I got to go pee. All right. Yeah, I'll go after you. <laughs>
So, Mr. Summon, mm. if you would like to tell a story, piece of advice, or anything you got for people listening to your story through this podcast, what would you have to say? Hmm. Man, that's a witty question, man. Yeah, that's a... A lot of the questions I ask aren't really meant for right on the spot, but they happen like that. <laughs> well, as you were saying it, the thing that I that occurred to me and the thing like I feel like I've generally been going by just like because how things have been going is um, control the controllables. And that's a lesson I learned from my second. No, no. My third a uh, high school soccer coach which uh he was there from my junior to senior year i think he still coaches there mm. austin guest um shout out yeah shout out austin guest um, yeah <laughs> uh oh he was the coach at red oak by the way who won shout out red oak <laughs> that one um um but yeah so uh the reason why i uh he taught us that was because um First of all, I guess sidebar about uh, Coach Guest is like he was a psychology major. So I guess like that also helps uh, with the situation, having that knowledge base. Um, He was a dime. So um, there was a game we had and ref was just like blowing all these calls against us. Um, And then uh, players, um, because they didn't have the mental fortitude, were just like losing their shit and not like... Uh, p- continuing to play the game and everything um, and uh, so on the next day of practice the coach just on arbitrary things about each of our person like so like people who are like x feet high go and like sp- uh, splash in this puddle because on that day uh, the day before it had rained or something and then like kids with um, like uh, black hair go and like uh, go run this far and come back um, and then so on just based on different variable characteristics that any person could have if that applied to you you had to go and do those things the reason why he had us do that was to show us like those are not uh, things we have control over and things that he made us do as a result of those things mm. So there are things in life that are going to happen to you that you don't have any control over. You can, so you can decide to lose your shit over it. Mm-hmm. Or you can like understand, okay, this is how it is. And then understanding how it is, try and figure out how you're going to proceed forward. Mm-hmm. And that's the difficulty of yeah. things. Right. And it's almost like... Um well, I would say, like, what Buddhism is, there's something is that, like, the understanding that there's that suffering that always comes with, like, being a human. But in that point, it's, like, quote-unquote suffering, but just in different, like, aspects of, like... Yeah, it's not, like... Small-scale suffering. Like, suffering's a, such, like, a hard word to use for the point they're trying yeah, to get across. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, whenever I, like, explain my story to people, like... Yeah, I've, like, suffered, man. Like, I've gone through some, like, bullshit. Like, yeah. depression and whatever. Like, because, like, what the fuck did I do? And, like, wh- is this the result of it? And yeah. all of that. But, like, there are people, like, um, 
who like have to go and sell drugs to be able to afford food right yeah why do you have to do that and like they're kids too bro like teenagers why do teenagers have to do that shit <laughs> they're slinging drugs just to be able to have to get food in their bellies yeah so like that's suffering too yeah so very much it like i said it's just just too yeah, harsh of a word like, exactly like there the scale of it yeah like yeah you can't quantify like yeah it just encompasses so much and it's so just, little at the like, same time because it's just how it was been used in like history before like yeah suffering but yeah it's like everybody goes through small scale suffering or a different scale of suffering and it, like you have to be okay with it and then like go from there yeah which is what your coach was trying to get across exactly that's a good combo to have a psychology major as a coach or a doc psychology teacher yeah know. yeah for sure because like uh i mean as we know like in in pro sports like sports psychology is quite important because like mm. they want to get consistent performance out of the players and yeah and because now things are like super scientific up op they're optimized through science and everything but mm. anyways yeah you have that going on to so like yeah it is helpful for him to like be able to understand oh, okay this is what's going on and this is how i can address the situation and try and like get this other result that i want right mm -hmm. Well, we didn't have that. We uh, <laughs> got told that we didn't have the nuts to practice. Um, <laughs> we, we said that we weren't practicing hard enough, and that's why we sucked at football. Yeah, so I, I would, I would say, cool. like, I, I will credit soccer coaches. I would say they're, like, a little more enlightened in <laughs> <Yeah>. that aspect. <laughs> yeah. Because, like... Um, Football's more ground and pound. Yeah, exactly. So, um, my first time in the field house, it was still part of the soccer class, but, like... We were we still were like doing this weight house stuff, mm -hmm. um, and it was this uh, old ass uh, coach, like white dude, um, in his track pants, in his polo, buttoned up, um, gray hair. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he was just like your stereotypical hard ass coach, and right. I I was never feeling it because it, right, that shit exactly. never worked with me anyways. Yeah. And but like yeah he he was gone like after that and so like we didn't have to put up with them but like that was my first experience with that type of bullshit. Yeah right. Well that was like all four years I guess really six including junior high of like football was like hard ass coaches like that. I, uh, like type A male coaches yeah. all fighting for like the same thing. You'd think like teamwork but like hey let's <sighs> pit people against each other. They never listened to the Beatles. <laughs> right <laughs> all right so this was very much just the oh god the introductory podcast for you because oh. you're gonna come back oh, on sure. and yes, yes. we'll talk about hopefully much deeper things and you know but now everyone that all five people that listen to the <laughs> podcast know exactly who you are howdy howdy and <laughs> salute let me <laughs> let me go ahead and call them all out my name hunter um preston i know you're out there maybe you made it to the end preston um my mom i think she listens to some of them i don't know um i don't know who's listening to them to be honest no, that's all good Someone's out there. They'll I'm kind of crying, how about, to be honest. How about, how about y'all let Nick know if you listen? If you got let me know part. if you listen. No, there's like, I know my real supporters out there. I see y'all. I see y'all liking. I see y'all listening. 
Y'all are cool. I don't know who y'all are. I wish I did. If anyone's listening from um, the Hare Krishnas, I'm sorry. This isn't very Hare Krishna of me. <laughs> no one's listening to the end of this. I wish someone someone's listening to the end of this, and that's pretty cool. And if you listen to the end of this, DM me this word. Monolith, and I will suck your dick. Suman, what you gotta say to the people? Yeah. Uh, uh, I would just say, be good to your fellow human beings. Treat them. I know it's corny to say, but treat them like how you want to be treated. You don't know where they're coming from and what they're going through. So just like, at best, just be neutral to them. There you go. Be neutral. Be neutral. Why start negative? Yeah. Be neutral. What do you think about my cat? They're chill as fuck, bro. I thought you said they were... <laughs> you, you lied to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I said, said they, they would start acting out. Yeah, they're not I think shenanigans. Uh-huh. Both, of, both of them like me, though, so maybe They do both cool. like you, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, Osiris put his scent on you, like I said. Yeah. He's yeah. passed out, man. Shabluki! Mason, <laughs> say something. Say something. No, I was just kidding. That was joke ever Mason. <laughs> <laughs> say something else to redeem yourself i'll redeem cut that one out of the podcast if you want me to yeah man uh you ever meet a cat named fluffy yeah, yeah i did meet a cat named fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably the coolest person you'll ever meet in your life fluffy was pretty cool all right follow suvin on nothing send all your questions to he doesn't give a fuck.com because he's not gonna answer them not at the moment when i come back up hopefully i'll have some stuff to give you even if he doesn't it doesn't matter because what he said he believes and if you got a problem with it you just get the fuck out (laughs) or you can come on the podcast and have a conversation about it yeah there you go we'll bring suvin guests over to hash it out and anything he said that offends you or you got questions about we'll call him in or he'll show up in person and uh you can ask him all the questions yep yep i'm down he lives on earth if you ever around there hit him up this has been the walking home podcast i never know how to end him osiris is like half awake staring at us like what the fuck is going on he was waiting for us to finish (sighs) and we just learned how to train a dragon so we love you i think everyone else loves you i love y'all so 